morning is Enol Obeviri. Well, we're here again. Another day. <laughs> yes, another day to shine the light that we carry. We all carry light. You don't know. You should know that you carry light. And when you carry light, wherever you enter turns bright. There's enough darkness in the world. And when you see people give excuses of why they're not shining their light, then you start to wonder, um, why then do you bother to say you believe in God? No, why now? Why? Just why? Why do you ever say you believe in God when he's giving you light, a light to shine and you fail to shine it? You know, I remember the widow's might we talked about yesterday on Rise to Wisdom and how many would have despised the widow's might as being too small, as being nothing. But everything eventually adds up. Everything matters. There is nothing that is too small. You see, a candlelight is not very bright, but there's certain rooms or certain spaces you carry the candlelight into and it will look really, really bright. It is still light. So if you choose to sit in one corner and despise what you have, then you have told God that he's made a mistake. That's the light you're shining. That's the message you're passing across to humanity and to your creator, telling him every day you've made a mistake. Everyone has something that they carry. It is left for you to find it. And when you find it, you run with it. Because no one would have a thing of value and hide it under a table. And in running with it, you see a lot of things added to it. For example, I think about Albani Durego and how for the first time she said she was going to compete in a pageant. When you compete in a pageant, there are many things you do not know. There are many things you see on stage that you think, okay, then you get to the other side backstage and realize there's a lot that goes on there. But the first is never like the second never like the third but you can be on that stage a person would see you and say oh i would make sure that the hair is taken care of someone would say i have shoes that would fit those legs someone would say i have a designer in fact there's a dress i saw in that boutique it is made for this person not because you're begging but because you took a step you took a step life is beautiful you know if you complain you moan you do whatever it takes not to shine your light. It is you that is failing your creator. But if you realize that you have something as little as a candle and decide to shine it nonetheless, let me tell you the power of one candle. The power of one candle means that I can light my candle here. Someone comes into the room with another candle and lights it from my candlelight and goes away. The person goes away with the light. I don't know how far the light will go. So the person goes to another room and there are people there and they have candles as well. Before you know, this single light that I carry, the candlelight, as small as it is, as insignificant as it is, because someone will be somewhere abusing my candlelight and saying, she knows the lantern by, or didn't she see those big touch lights that look like floodlights? Oh, why did she even get a floodlight? People who human beings. You cannot despise what you carry. Every time you do that, you insult your creator. Another thing I thought about this morning was, I mean, yesterday too and this morning was, you know, when people say they're Christians. If you do not know the Bible, know this. No one in the Bible ever called themselves Christian. No one. So if you have to introduce yourself as a Christian, there already is a problem. Uh, for those that believe in God, the Holy Spirit, and, you know, Jesus, I'm sure you have a portion in the Bible that you have or the one you read or the one that someone read to you where a certain man I believe his name was Peter was walking by and people were getting healed Acts chapter 5 
15, Peter's shadow. There was such a man, a human being. He didn't fall from heaven. He was born. I think he was a fisherman before he became a disciple. He's shadow. So if you have to introduce yourself everywhere, I'm a Christian, or you put those titles that people carry, then it begins to beg a question. Peter was passing by and people were getting healed. And someone was asking, what was in the shadow of Peter that healed people? Some people think that is when you go to a gathering on a Sunday or on a weekday that makes you a Christian. No, sir. I go to the salon. I'm not a stylist. Someone thinks that it's when you attend a special conference for 19 days that makes you a Christian. I go for trainings for 20 days. I'm not a curriculum. Some people say, oh, I pray eight hours every day. In fact, my ninth time, I don't sleep. From 9 p.m. when my household goes to bed, I pray till 4 and I close my eyes for one hour. I want to believe they don't have daytime jobs. For them, that is what qualifies them to be Christian. But the Bible says, Jesus himself said, calling me Lord, Lord doesn't mean anything. Let me read the part of the Bible that says that because many people don't understand. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. It's not by wearing a cape or standing in front of a congregation or holding a microphone, having a special seat. You know, the same way that people call and say, oh, the fact that he's in a position doesn't mean he's a leader. He doesn't have leadership qualities. That's what it is. That you stand in front of the congregation every week doesn't mean anything. And many people miss the point. They think that because people see you, then that qualifies you. You're not here on earth for human beings. You're here to glorify God. And you will do that through the way you relate, by the work you do, by the interactions you have, by the way you serve. I'm here now, I'm serving. When I'm on the road, I'm serving as well. That's why I will not throw trash from my car. God forbid. I keep it in my bag. When I get to my destination, I look for a trash can and I put it in there. It doesn't make me stupid. It doesn't make me dirty. So many of us need to ask ourselves, before the God that created us, what exactly we're doing about shining our lights. Because you know, and that's why I like the way the spirit of man works. You know, that's why you have a conscience. You know when you are not doing the right thing. I don't need to tell you from here. You already know. But some people like to live in deceit, deceiving themselves. And in the path where they are on, where they've gone astray, Instead of them to focus and see how they can find their way back, they start to look at other people and start counting their flaws. You have to realize that you have lights to shine. How long you'll be here, you don't know. It's not in your power. So let it be that by the time that you've gone to be with your creator, when we look back, we see light. We see beauty. We see a person that carried God everywhere they went. Not by wearing placards on their necks or stickers all over their cars or their doors or by praying morning till night, or by standing on a pulpit anywhere, or by the life that they lived. So we have a parable here from the book of Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14. Luke 18, 9 to 14. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, and the other, a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. 
I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not as much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. That's 14, the first part. He also spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. <laughs> I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not as much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. So what happened? Two people were praying. They went to the temple to pray. The temple isn't usually empty. And, you know, people believe that God is there. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. Tax collectors were very notorious those days. Oh, you can liken them to a certain group of people these days, but let me not call anybody's name this morning. So the Pharisee stood and prayed within himself, God, I thank you I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. He was standing before God and he was bringing down another human being, looking down on another human being, comparing himself to another human being. Pharisees were like priests, you know, somewhat. They were educated, they knew the Torah, and they were usually in the temple. And the tax collectors are those ones, you know those ones, mm, those ones now, those ones, I don't know God, those ones. Tax collector, they come, you refuse to pay your tax, they carry something and they go. Then this one says, I fast twice a week. If he's fasting, I am dear. If he's giving of tithes, I see. Oh, check the tithe booklet. My name is on top. This was not even about ability. It was about things. When you fast twice a week, what does that mean? Because the Bible gives away people should fast. When you give your tithes, who are you giving it to or why? What's your motive? The tax collector was on the other side. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. So even before God, the Pharisee was exalting himself and saying, God, you know, we should be rolling, no? we should be rolling. You know, we are blood, we are cool like that. These other people, these sinners, no, 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 I'm not like them. I'm not like them in any way. I think the greatest disservice anyone can do themselves is to compare themselves with other people or their journey with other people's journeys. You came alone, you would go alone. So when you stand before God every day, and we stand before God in every way, I'm here now, I'm standing before God, my creator. Uh, when I leave the studio, I will keep standing before God till I go to bed. So every time we stand before God, we should ensure that we stand before God alone and have honest conversations with God about ourselves and do well to leave other people and their failings out of it. I think the Bible says if a person is failing among you, pray for them, not spread the word, not slander them, not look down on them, not an adulterer, me. You're not the judge. God is the judge and he is a very just God. My name is Enor Obevire. Thank you for listening.